Chapter One It's going to be a horrible job, Darcy. Elodie Keaton's voice was loud, clear, and completely distraught. If I'd known what was ahead of me, I would have listened to that warning. But unfortunately, that morning I was too distracted to heed anything as I met with Elodie, as you wish's newest client, at her shop, the Charmery. I was so enchanted by my surroundings, it was easy to say, I'm sure the job's not that bad. I'm not much of a glitzy glam person, but even I was charmed inside the Charmery as I stood in the midst of bright, shiny, sparkling, colorful bliss. Everywhere I looked, there were gems of various cuts and hues. In fanciful glass cases, handcrafted loose beads waited to be strung into custom bracelets and necklaces. Displays held vintage jewelry including pendants, charms, talismans, and amulets. Whimsical cases contained tableaus of stunning natural stones and minerals of various sizes, shapes, and colors. Like a magpie, I wanted to pick everything up and bring it home. As you wish, my Aunt V's personal concierge service had received a phone call from Elodie this morning, wanting to hire the company to help clean out a cluttered house. My sister Harper was no longer an employee, and Aunt V was currently bedridden with the summer flu, so tackling this job fell to me. And as I was desperate to escape these germs, I'd volunteered to walk over to Elodie's shop right away to talk with her about the details. It was a short walk. The Charmery was just a block away from As You Wish, where I worked and lived with V. Both businesses were located in the Enchanted Village, a themed neighborhood of Salem, Massachusetts. The village was a tourist hotspot for those who came to see for themselves if the village slogan of Where Magic Lives was true. It was. Not that mortals know it. The enchanted village offered a safe haven to hundreds of witches, or as we called ourselves, crafters. Here we hid in plain sight among the mortals with whom we lived and worked. There were many types of crafters, such as cure crafters, healing witches, vapor crafters, who had the ability to vaporize in thin air, cloak crafters, master clothiers, and even several like me, my sister Harper, and Aunt V. Wish crafters, witches who could grant wishes using a special spell. And, as I'd come to find out, Elodie was a wish crafter too. Well, partly. Elodie was technically a cross-crafter, a crafter hybrid. Elodie's wish-granting abilities inherited from her father were practically non-existent. Her predominant craft was geocrafting, her mother's craft. Rarely were a cross-crafter's abilities split equally. One gift was always stronger than the other. Everywhere I looked inside the shop, a bauble or glitzy trinket caught my eye. Elodie's geocrafting skills with clay, gemstones, rocks, and minerals were obvious. Tiny price tags hung from ribbons. Some of the merchandise was quite affordable, and some was out of this world expensive. Undoubtedly, there was something in this store that would appeal to everyone, tourist, villager, mortal, or crafter. A frown pulled on the corners of Elodie's mouth. Not bad? She echoed my words. No, Darcy, not bad. It's worse. Much, much worse. Her tone was starting to make me nervous. How much worse? Short and thin with shoulder-length curly blonde hair, a long, narrow face, wide-set blue eyes, and a shy but somewhat sad smile. Elodie was younger than me. I placed her to be more my sister Harper's age, early to mid-twenties. Fairly young to own her own shop, just like Harper, who'd recently taken over spellbound books.
Tapping the countertop that separated us with short fingernails painted a sparkly blue, she said, Have you ever seen that TV show about people who hoard? I had seen it, and immediately afterwards started cleaning and throwing clutter away. This is your house you're talking about? She didn't look the type to live in squalor. Crystals hung in the big bay window overlooking the village green, and every time the sun peeked out from behind fluffy white clouds, rainbows streaked across the room spilling color on the already vibrant collection of goods in the shop. No, she said. Well, maybe. Then she looked at me, her eyes pained. I don't know. If it's your house? Seemed like a fairly straightforward question. Technically, it belongs to my mother, Patrice, as does the shop. But I've been taking care of both. Her forehead wrinkled slightly and her voice dropped. Mom's been missing for a year and a half. There's just not enough.